Raisin Man Arena. All right, here we are. Hi. We've begun. What are we talking about tonight? Speranza? Uh-huh. What's it? Speranza? <laughs> what did you just tell me about? Speranza. What the fuck is Speranza? <laughs> I said we were going to talk about something. He's already mad. <laughs> What the fuck is Speranza? Speranza? <laughs> the um, spirit of making something look effortless. Oh, uh, Sprezzatura. Sprezzatura. Oh, Sprezzatura. Yeah. The theme of today is Sprezzatura, everybody. What's up? It's funny. I have a, uh, a cousin from Italy, and one time uh, Richard, my mom's uh, husband, tried to explain to her what Sprezzatura was. Like, oh, you know the term Sprezzatura? And she's like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> she's like, oh, it, me it means this thing. And then he started explaining to her what it meant in Italian. She's like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a Wait, word. She's Italian. Yeah, she's from Italy. Hold on. I just want to check in. I'm getting from Seth that it is muffled as hell. No fucking way. And I'm hearing it through my headphones. It's sounding good, Seth. So no fucking way. If you have a problem, you can you can take it you can take it up to your uh, newsletter. You can write take about it how to we're the muffled the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Are we muffled? What's so, up? Sounds fine to me. We're getting us. Sounds fine to me. Says who? Who's in the chat? Carly says it's fine. Not my glasses. All right. Sounds good. Oh, Carly's there. Seth, what's up? <sighs> Kid Garlic. Hey, mom, me, grab. God, it's every the whole gang is the whole here. Whole gang's here. Hell yeah. All sick. of our good friends. I, I was feeling low energy before. And now that we've started and all our friends are here, I just I I want to do something fucked up, like yeah. take off my clothes or <laughs> do it, man. Hit you guys. Well, let's all wait a little bit. All right, all, all right. right. Well, just do it. When we don't expect it. Do I I'll warn you the I I love getting hit because it means I I get I to rip back. back. Yeah, rip yeah. back. Right back. <laughs> <an> angry letter. <laughs> well, I don't. You shouldn't hit me back because you're a lot stronger than me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And to, dis and I hurt you to disincentivize you, if you hit me, I will get horny. Oh, boy. <laughs> so if you're thinking about hitting me, just know that it's going to make me horny. Damn. That's kind of a good cheat code for all those in the, in the listening right now who have a thing for Felipe. Hit me. Hit him hard. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a good cheat code. Like if you're ever getting kicked out of a bar and you're fighting the bouncer <laughs> and you're like, dude, 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 if you hit me, I'm going to get horny. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's funny. You could say that to him. What would he say back? Who knows? To me, I would get I'd horny suck you off. if you kissed me and you seemed really interested in my interests and like my yeah. friends <laughs> and sort of like caring about me and what goes mm -hmm. on with me. Yeah. I yeah. can't see why a bouncer would do that. Yeah. <laughs> you make a little joke and he heightens it. Yeah. That would be sweet. Or and he texts yeah. you later. He remembers something that I said. Sends me an article related to that thing. Yeah. Uh, for, a second, for a second there, I thought you were holding an unopened beer. <laughs> These are all prop beers yeah. filled with apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, on last week's episode, I was holding a, a glass of wine that was like stressing Felipe out because I was really swinging it around, but I didn't spill it. But then we were watching a movie a couple days later and I dumped like half of a beer <laughs> onto the couch and then was just going to leave it and just leave. I hadn't noticed I'd done it, but I was just going to leave well, it. Well, yesterday that couch had like a ring on it. Um, a big ring, and now I'm not seeing it. So did someone flip the? <laughs> I took I took care of it with a little oh, Windex. Oh, you cleaned it. Okay, with Windex. Yeah. Can you clean couch cushions with Windex? You sure can, and uh, that's why we're plugging them on our show because uh, <laughs> they pay. They bought these mics for us, and uh, I, yeah, they're a good sponsors. I want to ask the people on the Twitch before this started. Did you see the ad? Because now we get ads because we're we get an ad roll partners with Snickers. Snickers. Did you see the five gum ad? No. 
sound off if you saw the five gum ad it's this it's this girl twitch streamer and she eats five gum and then she plays the new spider-man on her computer or i guess it's a ps5 or Mm. ps4 and then when spider-man when something explodes her room explodes and she goes oh and she flies into the air and she falls back she's like whoa the five gum did that huh whoa Huh. huh. You'd think with all the technology she has in her room, Twitch streaming, I think the five gun would be the that'd be the last, the last thing. thing you yeah, think that'd be the that. last thing. Yeah. I remember as a kid, you know, seeing those Gushers commercials and those are when we were like really little kids that turn your head into a fruit. Remember oh, that? yeah. And just being like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I would never want to eat that. That looks awful. Yeah, yeah, it was a little confusing. It was a little dark. Like it had yeah. a kind of uh, it was like in Spy Kids that kids show that's actually scary. Yes. <laughs> Remember this summer when Will was doing that thing in the car where he was like crunchy gooey <laughs> gooey gooey ham and chocolate syrup yeah. mashed together in a nice gooey treat. Oh <laughs> uh, man. I wish I wish we could have Will on the podcast rather than just parrot the yeah. funny bits he's done in the past. <laughs> but he's really busy with his own projects. No, I yeah. just I just steal his bits and do it <laughs> in front of my friends when he's not around. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what really good Twitch? Who's really good Twitch again? Is that Mark? I can't remember. Oh, it's Mark. Oh, okay. And he says that he didn't like the ad. It huh. was lackluster compared compared to the older ones. I don't know huh. about lackluster. It's quite high. High production, and then Kyle is saying, "I got the ad that told me cigarettes would put men. It says put met metal in my lungs, but I thought it said put mental in my lungs. Mental, hmm. Kyle. Nice. Mental. And mm. if you're one of my friends, um, just sound off in the pod. I mean, in, in the chat. No, not on the podcast. Don't get come on the get podcast. In the, come on the podcast. Come on, sound on the Twitch. <sighs> Brian, I'm your friend. Yes." I'll claim Mark as my friend. All right, cool. It's usually, usually, usually we just have Sarah's friends from high school and people <laughs> who have a crush on Felipe. And so, uh, you know, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'd like to have a friend or two who comes Can on back to this see guy me. Up. Well, yeah. Your mom listens to the podcast. Why doesn't she come? She does. She did come on the Twitch one. That was cool. Pretending to be my mom. Wait, for oh, real? That's yeah. Cute. That's cute. Why didn't he tell us? He told me afterwards. That's funny. Why not tell us at the end of time? Yeah, I don't know. I think he he was playing like a long con, I guess. Hmm. He really wanted it to seem like he was my mom. And he did a good job. He didn't go say anything crazy or anything like no, that. No, it's true. Remember, he was like, oh, this is so sweet, my Sammy. Like, yeah, that's right. That's, like that. right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do... I think that sometimes when people do bits and they never reveal that it's a bit... Then it's not a bit. It feels a little dark to me. Yeah, mm. no, it's freaky psycho mm. behavior. It's a little freaky mm. sauce. Yeah. That actually makes me feel ups- yeah, upset. <laughs> if I yeah. think about it, it doesn't make me laugh. No. Mm. Yeah. There was a whole thing when during COVID, when COVID first started, and people were doing, like, Instagram shows and, and like, comedy shows on the internet. They were, everyone had still had all these really high concepts for shows. And I like got into this really dogmatic point, like early on in COVID where I was like, no, you should treat every internet show like it's a podcast where you come on as yourself and then you 
be characters and like go off into doing bits, but then you return to yourself always. Otherwise, you're like lost. You you might get lost. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your soul will leave your body and it will run around and you can't find it unless you put coins over your eyes when you sleep. Um, No, no, because I think people don't have the con the, the context of the stage is different than that of like the screen, I guess. Mm. And, and that like people feel like you're just fucking with them. If you come on and you're like a character the whole time, mm. I don't know if that's really borne out mm. at all. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't exactly know why, why you think that it's different than on the stage to be a character the whole time. I think because people understand the context of the stage as like a performative mm. space in a way that like being on screen or being on a zoom is not. And so mm. it's harder to pull off. Maybe I'll say to like go on to a zoom and be like, I'm a character. And I, and, and it's, and it's like every time I've seen people do it, except for when Kelly did a character on a show that I happened to be on, I was like, this is bad. And it feels like you're bullshitting me. And I just want to hear what you actually think mm. and say, Kelly, you get a pass. Yeah. Kelly gets for a pass. Now. Kelly, you're all right. <laughs> Um, interesting, but yeah, wait, Kelly's here. (laughs) 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 Funny. Wow. We love when that happens. That's funny. She's got a good, uh, username. Kelly, Kelly fun time. That is good. (laughs) It's very cute. Unless it's my, my brother Cole again, just (laughs) fucking with me. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's a name for a fun girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, Kelly, we said that you were actually the only person who's pulled off doing a character. The only one. On an online show. So everybody else we're coming after. Um, I was just thinking about literally when they announced the Pfizer, like the vaccine was was coming out soon. Basically the first thought I had, and this is like a st- stupid thing was like, Oh man, we're going to have to like perform live for the first time again. <laughs> <laughs> and what jokes oh, am I going to do? We for should the be first? so lucky. Yeah, I know. I know there's so many other things to think about, but that was the first thing that came to me and I was like, Ah, oh, damn, I don't know what I'm going to like do for that first time. And it doesn't really matter, but I don't know, man. You know, obviously I, I don't think that the vaccine's going to come like soon. It's going to come soon, but not that soon. And but as we get closer, I can see the end of the tunnel. Slight, you know, just sort of draw itself. And I think something something. there might be a moment when someone gets to go on stage and say something like coronavirus is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That would be incredible. And it gets a big laugh. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think it would make me laugh. It made me laugh right then. Coronavirus crazy, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Sam got uh, bigfooted this week by Michael Ian Black. Fucked your shit up with yeah Yeah. viral. I know that guy. That guy needs to get SEAL Team Six. Needs to pay him a visit. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because it just might happen. Yeah. (laughs) It just might happen. I'll I'll tell the story. I called my mom and it might and it might happen. happen. She's trying to figure something if she if it's illegal or something can be done. When I was when I was a kid in Argentina, I remember a teacher. Um, put me on timeout or took recess away from what? me or something. That's and fucked. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my dad, um, you know, he kind of grew up in America, so he spoke perfect English. And I remember I concocted this fantasy that I started telling everybody that my dad was going to come to America, um, <laughs> a.k.a., you know, the high-tech place where, you know, like movies are made and stuff. Dad was going to come to America and talk to some scientists to blow the school up. And I... <laughs> 
have a really clear memory of, of like telling this to all my friends, like my dad's going to do this. And it's funny to have the memory because obviously now I know it's bullshit, but I have the memory, but I don't have a memory of what I thought, whether I thought that was true or not. Does that make sense? Yes. I remember myself saying it, but I don't remember if what I thought it was What was motivating you completely? Yeah. But I remember seeing it over and over and having this fantasy of my da- dad talking to a scientist in English mm. and getting a bomb to blow up the school. Mm. Whoa. And thinking maybe, yeah, I can see how a kid would confuse reality and in that way and think, oh, this is possible. And my dad might be able to do this. And I'd forgotten about it until my mom said to me, oh, are you, did you remember this thing where you said that you were going to blow up the school? <laughs> you used to be allowed I'll to f- say that kind of stuff. Was this yes. pre-9-11? Yeah. This was, yes, pre-9-11. Uh, that back, yeah, back when that shit was funny. Before, yeah. before yeah. the day the music died, as they said. <laughs> Felipe, you're going to turn out to be like a Manchurian kid candidate where like you yeah. run for office and you realize you you're like an asset to china or something like that because because i said that i would blow up because he's gonna hold school energy. yeah isn't the thing in that movie that like people have like memory memories that were have been like put into them that that, that like control them or something hmm. i think i think it's about a uh, a political race that's taking place in the Manchuria province. <laughs> and there's a, mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. candidate who's yeah. running yeah. for uh, province mayor. <laughs> He's the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and it did huge in the American box office. Yeah. People are sort of curious about that right, kind of exactly. stuff and how it and works. And it goes exactly. into the kind of food they eat and the kind of what it's like to live there and stuff and like that. And how people define their political identities yes. based yeah. on their circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Manchuria. Mm. Kind of cool to go. You're, you're think about like Mongolia. That exi- that's a country. Yeah. I think about it because I watched this documentary where there's little babies. It was just followed five little babies. Oh, is it babies? And one of them is Mongolia. Yeah. I think it's called mm. Babies. Yes. Yeah. Where did you watch that? At home at my dad's house. Very cool. Yeah. A Mongolian baby. Huh. Do you ever think about Mongolia, Sarah? I think about Moldova more than I think about Mongolia. Really? Yeah. Mm. What's in Moldova? And I grew up in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I just once met a man on the bus from Moldova who um, had just moved to the United States, and he was like, you just wouldn't believe Moldova. It is so small. <laughs> <laughs> There's so few of us. Darling, no one knows about it. wouldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just kind of like this strange guy who just wanted to tell me about this country that he was from, and I didn't believe it. I was like, I've never heard of that, and I don't know what you mean, Moldova. You're from Moldova. What do you mean? Um, well, this is a tiny country, tiny island nation off the coast of Italy, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was um, part of the Balkans or something. Me too. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. But I think, I think it's what I said, but Macedonia is another place. But... (laughs) No, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm curious. I'm curious about where this is going. And I know someone from Macedonia as well. It's really building Malta is what I'm thinking of. Thank you, Carly. Thank you, Carla. Talking about Malta. What's Moldova? What's Moldova? Part of the Balkans? I think it's. I thought it was part of like near like, yeah, like that Dalmatian coast, Croatia area, mm. is in Eastern Europe. The Maldives. The Maldives. Maldives is, I think the Maldives is something different. 
lots of man. There's more places in this world than you could ever see in, yeah. in one lifetime, and, and we'll that's what's amazing. We'll cover them all on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, we'll yeah. get to them all. We started with M, but <laughs> we'll circle back around, we'll circle our way beginning. Back. Yeah. Well, I wanted to explain the Michael Ian Black thing, which is oh, that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's where we started. As you should all, all followers of the pod should know, Sam had a really famous tweet on on Twitter, which was, um, "I hope the vaccine is a gummy." Five words, right? Or how many? The five I, words that changed the world. Yeah, yes. Seven, seven words. words. It was the five yeah. words that heard round the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Lit people uh, on fire, yes. ablaze, coming and, up with replies. And can I say something a little controversial? Please. Uh-huh. I think more or less the joke should be over. Oh, yeah, you think? I think it's just beginning. <laughs> I think it's more just, or less. I think the evidence is clear that it's Man, just beginning. I think we should, did you see we that, should call it in and put it Did you see that Fallon did it? Yes, no? Fallon did the joke he's, as well, but less it. funny. Everybody's yes. doing it less he funny He said it Sam. on his show. He said, I hope the vaccine wait, is coming. Wait, wait, You're wait, shitting wait, me. I'm not shitting you. Go in order. Go first. It's Michael Ian Black. Well, first, let's start. How, how did that crazy idea come out of your brain even, yes. Sam? It's such a brilliant... <laughs> it's a stroke of Out of your crazy, fucked up brain. Oh, I that? remember the moment exactly. I was talking to my my cousin on a Zoom call with my family, and she's working on making it. She lives in the like uh, research triangle, mm. and she's like working on a vaccine. Where the fuck is the research triangle? In, in uh, South North Carolina. It's in Antarctica. <laughs> it's where they do all of the all gummy the major work. research. <laughs> um, There's going to be a lot of sound. All right, let's start enjoy that. Yeah, the and I, she was like, "I'm really tired because we've been working day in, day out. Like I, I have crazy hours." And I was like, "Is there any chance you can make it some sort of gummy?" You know. And the joke was born. And and it, wait, wait, was did born. people laugh in the moment? I don't think I. I and then you Not said, fuck y'all. I'm going to put it on Twitter. You'll see. Yeah. This is a funny joke. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I, but I, you knew. Yeah. You said, I'm on to something here. I'm and then maybe other people don't see huge. it, but I'll show them. One day this will be spoken from the <laughs> lips of Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is where the joke came from, guys. That is the original story. I believe that. To me, that's would stand up in court as for you to testify for why you came up with that. And it's your yeah. idea and it's your intellectual property. Now enter <laughs> enter Michael Ian Black, F- just the lamest, the formerly cool, but he was already on my Naughty Boys. He's list. already on the outs. He's yeah. already on Naughty Boys. He's on the Naughty Boy list. He make jokes about sleeping with teenagers. Yeah, Seth, tell like us that. why he's a naughty boy. I'm sure. Seth, Seth take it away. Open the dossier <laughs> on Michael Ian Black Seth, and what's Seth's in there. corner here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think I'm gonna take another tack. More than problematic, he's corny. Which is worse, yes. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Being corny is worse than being problematic. Big time corny. And he's friends with Meghan McCain. Ooh, mm. damn. Wrote a book about how to be a man. Oh, oh, dear. Oh. Blo- and he's blocked Seth. And one time, actually. <laughs> damn. The thing that kind of pissed me off is somebody, I can't remember what it was, but I think I think it was one of the times when sort of War With Iran was being like, agitated me was after the killing of Prasam Soleimani or something, and somebody said, don't we can't go to war or like we shouldn't go to war or something like that and then michael ian black quoted and he wrote why <gasps> and i was like what the f-? like you don't even have you don't have to take a position on this why would you choose this position like totally unnecessary hugely awful. unpopular awful that's probably why he's friends with megan mccain that's probably why and he, if he had not blocked seth he would know why because it could be yeah. seth is anti-war 
Well, I also, I want to say this, even before the Michael Ian Black thing, I think this is one of the most interesting parts of the story for me, is that Sam actually tweeted a version of the tweet, which was something like, I hope the vaccine is a gummy and it's strawberry. Yeah. And that did Didn't, no numbers. No that numbers. bombed. It was bad. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. And then Sam had the force to delete that, streamline it, which I think is one of your talents is streamlining. Yes. Um, <laughs> streamline it. Thank you. Sam has streamlined <laughs> eating protein where he just puts <laughs> sardines in everything. He's a brilliant yeah. streamliner. Um, yeah. And I could give a multitude of other examples, but he streamlined the tweet, he put it back out, and then it explodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's talking about it. Now, weeks later, and trends, people, people yeah. are on their heels at that point. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> weeks later, Michael Ian Black tweets. Weeks, name months. Name months? months. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's in months. It's in months. How, wait, how many? Do, um, do you still get notifications on the tweet? Yeah. How wait, many? for real? Yeah. How many? How many likes is no, it? No, it's just it's just a trickle. To, sure, sure, sure. Know, how like many one, is it? Have? One a day, maybe. Wow, but how many likes? You never it forget. It's never far from your mind. It's like three hundred and forty-five thousand. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Mamma mia! And the most likes anything's ever gotten is um. The announcement that Chadwick Boseman had died is that's the most popular tweet ever. I don't know how many Wait, likes really? that has. Yes, I think it has like two million or something. Yeah, strange. Who, who wow. tweeted it? Uh, his account. His family oh. tweeted. Damn, his I wish I yeah. had announced it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got all those likes. I would have yeah. got a ton of followers. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best tweet I ever came up with. Yeah. <laughs> and you've just been shooting those off every day. Like like different people yeah, dying. Yeah, just trying it and out. But, but <laughs> just hoping someone's died. Yeah, you announced Joe Biden had passed away. I thought that was funny. Well, I, I did. It's, it's like kind of a, it's a joke that people do every once in a while where you change. I'm kind of giving away the game and making it unfunny, but it's like you change your picture to the person and then you change your display name as Joe Biden facts or mm. Joe Biden updates. Mm. And then you say Joe Biden has passed away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of Joe Biden on your profile. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. I think it's funny. I deleted it. I, the fact that you opened up the curtain on it made it I think just he, as good. It, yeah. I, to, I actually quickly changed it because I was afraid I'd get banned for misinformation. People are getting banned. And I wonder if anyone has ever felt that it was worth it. I mean, Brian, we know our, our, our beloved friend Brian has been banned for threatening to kill Tim Kaine. Um, that sucks. Jeremy got banned a long time. What did you say? You didn't know that he, he got banned for that, and apparently, the fe federal agents uh, called his mom, and yeah. like there was like an yeah there was like an investigation. Our live in live studio audience is asking questions. Yeah, um, so it's been pretty. But he crazy. said they haven't shown up to his house. They yet. said they're going to come to they his house. They're going to come to his house. <laughs> they they haven't. They're just threatening. For Tim Kaine, the senator from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. Um, is it worth it? I don't think it's. Except people don't who be get, afraid. People who get banned then make it into a whole circus. Yes. So I think you can always turn the negative into a positive. That's well, true. let me tell you, I tried to juice this Michael Ian Black thing so as then, much as I could. What did he tweet exactly? <laughs> if you don't remember, I'll say. He tweeted. Just make the gummy vaccine already, you cowards. Make the yeah. vaccine a gummy, you cowards. Okay. Or I yes. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It making it a hundred times stupider. Because now he's addressing cowards, somebody who's too afraid to make Take it, it into away, a gummy. <laughs> That's not funny. It's you know he's he's trying not to, funny. He's trying to turn the joke into like one of these why like no like that's the <laughs> that's sort of the kind of thing he's going for like damn you and it's not funny. Yeah. Does why that make sense is, why is no. it that funny? Because <laughs> it it's addressing it's addressing a character that 
that isn't doesn't exist like i don't mm. i don't think of the of the vaccine manufacturers as being coward like it just mm. doesn't connect to any part of reality mm. i hope the vaccine mm. is a gummy is about how i'm stupid and i want i'm just it. here right. hoping it's a, it's and wishing and praying yeah. that. right i make the vaccine a gummy you cowards it's like you're too scared to do the thing that i would do and it just turns it into a cornball thing he's become a cornball because he's mm. like you it's like mm. you know and it's more words yes that's true he didn't streamline yeah mm-hmm. and yet the tweet is doing extremely well wait uh, michael Ian blacks yes well he has a lot of followers he's got a lot of followers so we we take that with a grain of salt but he's, it's doing well um i bet that some of the because like the people who most like it or quote tweet it even your your origin are real like npcs you know just like <laughs> i do hope that and i i would be willing to bet that some of the same idiots who, who quote tweeted yours saw michael Ian blacks and then uh, having seen yours they went <laughs> I do hope that. And then they <laughs> well, it's funny because the always the joke that people make is yeah, and like CBD, and I hope there's like CBD in yeah. it, yeah. and yeah. that it, there's I like weed that. in it. And I saw his tweet, and like people were making the same kinds of jokes uh. beneath it. And I was like, "Wow, this is—it's just so universal." I'm gonna, are, I'm gonna go underneath. I'm gonna go underneath Michael Ian Black's gummy tweet, and I'm gonna write. Right, WTF did I just see? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but now Jimmy Fallon has said it on the show. Someone sent Felipe and I a video of him saying... Wait, I'll just writing. roll that tape. I'll just roll yeah. through it. Wait, let me just find it full. I haven't seen this, folks, so... Wait, wait, wait. Stay tuned. I'm going to live react to seeing this. <laughs> You're watching. I'll say this. I think it's so funny to call just regular, innocent, kind people living their lives NPCs. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so insulting. That's what they are. <laughs> that is what they People are. just enjoying tweets and saying, LOL, yeah. and I relate to this. This is so me. Yes. This is me. This is you. This yeah. is my yes. friend. Yeah. Yes, your friends. They're yes. NPCs. They're just in, out there enjoying the content. And you need people to want to watch it. And, and you, you need to em- relate to hey, it. What's a, a video game without NPCs? There's Damn. Any characters. Wait, I kind of want to. It's nice that Yo, it's, it's going cool. storm mode outside. Yes. You want to close it? It's nice that it's cool, but it's getting this, the sound of the wind is in the mic. Could we close this one? <laughs> open that one? <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm cool. Sure. Huh? A pigeon. Oh no! Oh. No, no. Then don't do it. Then it's, don't do no, it. No, there's the pigeons not gonna come back. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sense. I'm gonna play this. All right, we got Fallon on. No, forget Wait, it. Wait, I it, thought you were joking. Well, don't turn no, no, the no. AC on. You. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Just leave it. Leave Just it leave it. Just I'll, leave it. I'll deal with it. All right, here we go. Um, and Will, pull up the Fallon clip. <laughs> 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 Let me see. Scientific marvel that will save humanity. Or, as millions of Americans put it, that's all good. But when is the uh, gummy version coming out? Ah! Wow. Wow. So you're just one of the millions of Americans. And then he laughs at a stupid ass joke that he didn't even write. Yes. Wow. And he, it's, wow. at that point, you wow. can tell. That at that point, it's stupid. The joke is stupid at that point. And he knows it. And as he knows points it. Out. Yeah. Well, Damn. yeah. Actually, what I was going to say is whether doing sort of re because now we do the joke where we tweet the phrase right at in reference yes. to the original phrase. well that's funny i think that that's funny? funny i think it's funny okay and i like when other people do it when i see it i think it's funny um damn well what do we think about that is this joke stealing or is this just like everyone's got the same sort of universal like low-hanging fruit idea i didn't think it was low-hanging fruit when i saw you tweet i thought it was funny you, now i think maybe it was though i actually thought i was like oh 
you know, this is a this is a ten ten like tweet. That's what I thought. That's I mean, you no, thought what you saw. No, this to you, uh, Sam. I think you tweet history. some really funny things. But of all the things you've tweeted, I was like, oh, this is a ten like tweet. But now it's become not only lowest common denominator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In a way that I couldn't. <laughs> I could never expect. Well, I thought. Here, let me break it down for you. I thought, what's something that the whole world is going through? <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess that's true. I hadn't thought about mm, that. And how can I sort of guide them or help them or give them something to smile exactly, about? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I wonder how many people offline saw that and then made that joke, you know, not crediting Twitter. Just not made that joke too. Now crediting yeah. you. <laughs> just made Twitter. that joke. And how many people it made laugh in the real world? Thinking my friend thought of a really funny totally. thing. So and people in it being translated into so many so languages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. And that's because of you. Latin America yes. and Africa yes. and Europe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. This Thanksgiving around um uh p- tables with ten people or less <laughs> that you will hear people say you know, I hope the vaccine is a gummy and then the table will break out into <laughs> uproarious laughter. Yes. Oh, that's really sweet. One day, so. I, yeah, my, my children will hear it being spoken and, you know, and it will be, it'll be in Swahili or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why that language yeah. or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, 20 years from now, I'll be speaking Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like when it's like when people say that about China, but I say it about Swahili for some reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> um, but I do think that like once you put something online, it's kind of part of the collective kind of imagination. There is and no I intellectual just, property. I just, I just saw a tweet no today that property. I was like, yeah. "This is an Anthony Oberbeck joke," and I sent it to him. I said, Anthony, they stole your joke. And he said, that's weird. And then he said, I wonder if I know them. And he sa- and then I said, oh, it's probably just a coincidence. Mm. Well, I would get the coordinates of where that person posted it from and, and try to figure out where they live. And, and yeah, if we know them. What was the joke? It was about how when you uh, t- t- trademark Anthony Oberbeck joke, that when you read, no one tells you that when you learn how to read, you can't stop. So anytime mm. you see words, you can't not read them mm. and it's a, and it's mm. a kind of curse something like that mm. it's, it's, it's funny funny the way he constructs it but then someone tweeted that someone tweeted yeah. that yeah there's i think there's really f- only four or five funny types of things you know like the opposite of what be, you thought being a doctor <laughs> and being bad at your job or like getting drunk at a at a dinner party too mm. too early you know or a foul-mouthed grandmother mm-hmm, and those right. these things are these five or six things are universal and one of them is like a gummy, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly and, and right. No one, no one owns a foul mouth grandmother. No one owns that idea. Yeah. You know? Right. Or eating a cookie, and then you found out there that there's weed in the cookie. Oh yes. 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 Oh, what's yeah. in this? Yes. Nah, no. Weed. <laughs> weed is in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that you built out. You built it out. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So now that Michael Ian Black owns that, and that's just the way it goes, you know, you can't watermark this shit. You can't. Well, exactly. I want to, um, I want to, um, what do you call it? Come out with my new project that I came up with, and it's called Stella, and it's about three guys. Um, and there's one where yep. it's one of our birthdays, mm-hmm. and uh, one of us doesn't get invited to pizza. No, to yes. pizza, and then he's gonna kill himself with a very long yes. rope. Simple Town's gonna come out with that uh, that sketch, and we yeah. came up with that. Yes. Hmm. I don't know that one, so 
I'll pass on that. It's going to go viral. It this better is, go viral. This is a, uh, a Michael Ian Black, or it's a, what is, it's a Stella sketch. I see. Who's getting the vaccine first? B- between all three of us? Um, hmm. I think you, Felipe. What? Why? Because when we were at early in March, your dad, <laughs> I remember your dad drove drove over and, and dropped off some N95 masks and like hospital stuff. And I remember thinking, you know, Felipe's parents, if as soon as they have the thing, they're going to give it to their children. And Felipe's dad is in, works in international travel and so stuff. He's so he has like international out. connections and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's what I thought. That would be kind of cool if I got it first. Because yeah. my dad because my dad drove from Connecticut to give it to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. I always pictured getting it at the CVS uh, on Flatbush Ave by the Barclay Center. Oh, my God. That would rule. That's where I picture it. That would rule. Yeah. I picture um, my lover delivering it oh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of a passionate night. That's really sweet. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'm surrounded by my friends when I get it. Looking at Will across the Aww. room. I, I remember at one point hearing that, like, the tests will, the ability to test would be so numerous that you could take tests at home without a doctor and stuff like that. And that you could, your wife or husband or gender nonconforming partner could deliver it to you. You would deliver it to your children. Wait, why would I have to deliver it? <laughs> what are uh, yeah, you talking Sarah about? Specifically. <laughs> no, you could just deliver it to your loved ones. What? Because you got it, picked up a box of them? Yeah, or they so come and you so Does people? this mean that I'll also get a wife? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, you have to get a wife first. Okay. Mm. But I just like the idea of like you doing it for your... It's like an EpiPen, you know? We yeah. have to deliver it to your like your kid or something like that. Hard. Imagine yeah. when you get that vaccine, it's just going to be like the curse is over. Everything is good now. Yeah. Biden's going to be president. The economy's going to be at an all-time high. Yeah, you don't I'm have gonna to I'm going to write for the Atlantic. Yes, I'm going to write think pieces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my that. dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, a job at New York opened up now that the guy who jacked off got fired. Okay. Yeah. You know, honestly, I felt bad for him. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but I felt bad for him. Why I, do you feel bad? Because everybody does it? Well, you know. It's a pretty humiliating way. It's humiliating. It's humiliating. <laughs> it's humiliating and I'd argue not everybody does it. And I'm yeah. sure that he didn't, that if he could um, go back in time, he wouldn't do that. I bet. So I bet. Too, yeah. yeah. He certainly learned his lesson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Not a steep price, big time. <laughs> Can you imagine the drama that would um, fall upon the Brooklyn comedy scene if when people start getting the vaccine and people like... What would be the tweeting. drama? <laughs> Tweeting like, oh, I just got the vaccine. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not available to everybody. Ooh, and trying to get the good slot for your monthly show back up and going. Yeah, exactly. You know, other people can't go to mics. Yeah. They can't have shows and so stuff. So you're getting the edge on them getting booked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be just like when people started going back home. Yeah. There's so much like totally. shaming. I, I, I don't know if this happened before, but I mean, I think around COVID, around... Am I right that people are like at a higher level of anxiety and stress? And so it's like, you know, now with Thanksgiving, it's like people going back home for Thanksgiving. Like they should blah, blah, blah. And then it's like mm. the people judging the people going back home. It's like everybody's everybody's like kind of high strung. I haven't seen a lot about the Thanksgiving stuff. I don't know what's going on with people with that. Um, people are a little high strung and like to, to make remarks. 
Have you are you seeing people on Twitter like giving people shit about it? Yeah, I've seen like a whole bunch of things about like you shouldn't go back home. If and if you do, you're bad. And then I've seen the kind of opposite that's like stop giving people a hard time. I feel like there's like a stronghold of people whose whole vibe on social media right now is bolstering the people who have been extremists about following the rules and being like, it was good that you did that. You don't have to feel regret that you didn't have a fun summer because you stayed inside. Wait, the whole that's time. what you've seen. You've seen. I people see a lot like of that like positive vibes. You did save lives. It was worth every not fun time that you had. Um, you did it. And I think that's sort of sweet. I, it, yeah, I don't know. Have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that. No, unfortunately it's harder to quantify people. You didn't give COVID mm-hmm. to <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is to, um, quantify how many times you had fun in the summer yes kind of a thankless sacrifice exactly so that's why there's like a twitter community dedicated to uplifting those unhappy people Mm. yeah so that's why we want to say if you didn't have fun this summer you're lame yeah i'm gonna go in there and pretend i i was good this summer yeah I'm kind of tired right now because I was at the Saturday Night Live after party last night. <laughs> 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 okay. It went till seven. Uh, yeah. It yep. went till seven. Whoa! Hold, the the rain is popping off. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm gonna go close my window real quick. Close uh, your window. I'm gonna go bring my bike inside. I want to see. If Just my kidding. Bike is <laughs> uh, well, I don't. All right. I don't know what I'm gonna do with the sound vis-a-vis this uh, torrential downpour. Yeah, my bike is definitely not going to stay dry. Oh, Caroline's here. Which of you would accidentally take your dick out? I hope it's Sarah passing. Was funny over here. What? I, you know, it's like uh, we're so behind on the conversation that I'm I don't sorry. know what is being referenced. Hit us with a new thing and we'll answer it like that right away. Um, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're in the chat, uh, let's get yeah, let's get something yeah. going. How I'll about pose a question to Seth? Seth, do you ever wake up and you're like, oh, I'm kind of sad that I have to be the guy to write the newsletter. That's like you shouldn't have had a party last night. Like that's yeah. nothing fun about that. Um, what if Seth? What if Seth decided to be the guy who said SNL had an after party and it looked awesome? <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> like that's gonna be my beat now. What the fuck? The rain's blowing inside. Well, okay, ah, wait, wait. Ah. Something's gonna get knocked over here. Fuck my. I just want to look at the tarp that I put on my bike. Uh, Seth says yes. Jesus, uh, I've been getting harassed by freaks all week. He really oh, has been. The the stuff Seth tweets, like images from f- messages yeah. he gets on his phone, are so grim. Look at this. It's just me on the show. No one else is on the show. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm here to back up Seth and all his awful detractors. Um, all right, we're back. Damn, Seth, you got some real sickos coming for you. It's, I don't know how you could live like, like that. Would freak me out. I would throw away my phone. Yes, and, and buy a nicer one. <laughs> It's also it's crazy to me that none of the dedicated comedy reporters covered this. Not even the tabloids. What are they doing with their lives? I want to see more Hirsch on it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I wish that some of Seth's detractors would, because Seth retweets Raisin Man sometimes, and I wish Come. that some of those, you know, fr- alt-right freaks would be like, I'm gonna watch this stream <laughs> to make fun of it, to make fun of these betas and then the, <laughs> they watch it and they go huh you know i came on here to hate on uh sex pest seth's stupid taste but now i'm seeing this and it's not bad yeah it's yes that's true and maybe i'll start thinking about things differently and trying to like put myself in someone else's perspective and think about how they might feel mm-hmm. and and like use that to broaden my horizon that's yeah, yeah. that's sort of what the show's about 
So I don't know what I don't know what magic you gotta you gotta do. And they, Seth, and they but listened to what I was saying and they thought, yeah, yeah, yeah that guy yeah. actually uh, is support what I thought before. Yeah, <laughs> but Sarah and Felipe, yeah, they're making me change my mind. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, I used to have my other podcast with Peter before he had to go to school, um, where we would just read stories at night for people to go to sleep, and we had Seth as a guest on an episode, and we got um, scary freako haters in the chat yeah. on No Press Radio, and it was just kind of funny for that to happen i was like man the thing we're doing is so anodyne and soft and like unimportant and these people are out here just like trying to ruin seth's day like in this capacity so i'm sorry that that's happening to you and also i don't know if you guys have seen this or if seth's just texting me this but like he just gets like latin shit texted to him all day from like crazy numbers that just fills his text message inbox like lauren like, ipsum yeah lauren ipsum stuff and i just feel like there's no one to call or anyone on the internet who could tell you like what are you supposed to do about that when you have a swarm of like bullies that are unrelenting there's yeah yeah i don't know what to do seth of of, of lauren ipsum guys of rabid romans yeah i would uh, yeah i would interview seth about this but it looked like a pretty fun party yeah we could have seth on it looked like a, a, a party that was fun in like the 90s you know it was like dave Chappelle, chris rock <laughs> Yeah. It was all these like, <laughs> old comedy guys. <laughs> old guys. Uh, <laughs> I think um, some like rapper from the '90s, early 2000s <laughs> was there. I mean, yeah, it's wild that they did that. Did they that. broadcast it? I kind of missed this whole thing. No, but I think they post pictures on their Instagram. That's how you find out. I don't think that they, bro- <laughs> they broadcast the SNL after party. <laughs> Is that like a it? show you yeah. can watch? <laughs> they should do like Boiler Room, Boiler Room SNL. <laughs> and you see like um, Pete Davidson kind of like they should really do like, sweaty and yeah, pale. Uh, what was that like um, elevator elevator concert thing? Elevator concert. Remember that YouTube channel that was just like musicians inside of ele- in an elevator and they do a song. I don't know if I like seen Iron that. and Wine was on it. It was like in the like when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, Naked as we came. <laughs> as we oh is that an Iron and Wine song? One so it's like as we came. Our, yeah, as we came, like uh, out of. The womb, I am. Oh, but I thought it was as we had an orgasm. Could be. It's kind of an interesting double meaning. Yeah, it's true. Iron and wine and cum. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys talk about last? <laughs> yeah, just riffing, you know. <laughs> just kind yeah. of riffing it out. Yeah. yeah, like a fun party in the 90s, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, Fleabit, you got to move. What do you mean? <laughs> where? Over Are you pe- seeing how much space I have? And then Sarah, and you And plus, the over. chat is all over my face. Can't really see my smile because there's letters on it. Seth's oh, I wish you guys could see Felipe's wow, smile. Look how cute we look. Um. <sighs> all right. Next subject: the parade underwear thing. What's oh okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Sarah. You're you're really uh, driving us through the episode, today, which I'm thankful for because I'm a little low energy. <laughs> That's funny. I was thinking about how you said you edit out some of our like pauses and our slowness, and I was like, maybe we just got to do things at a faster pace on here. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go around and say what we feel about parade yeah. underwear. 
I'm gonna have to think about it for yeah. a long time to be diplomatic. Well, it's funny. <laughs> before know. we, we said joking. we were gonna discuss this on the show, Felipe was like, "Sarah, you have to be the negative one." And I feel like, why do you? Because you're a man, and if you you're the negative one, then you look like you're. You it's don't like, like I'm the last person who should say <laughs> anything negative about it. Not that I think anything negative I'll go about first. it. And yet, but uh, then I just want to say this: that if I go first, or if I'm the most negative one, then I just seem bitter because I didn't get the underwear. Right. Obviously, well, so I'll, I'll go first. Wait, can you at least explain what it is? Because I assume not everybody knows. What it is. I will go first and say I get it off the table and say Sarah I think you would look very beautiful <laughs> <laughs> in braid underwear <laughs> thank you for getting that off the table uh, yeah. no Sarah I think you should explain what, what the phenomenon is I think I should is. Buy, get some yeah. Honestly, Will, you can explain parade underwear because you know the most about it, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your ass has been tracking it since day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a Will, Julia, a parade underwear influencer is in the chat. What does she say? Wait, by accident they sent you the, the parade underwear? How can you know it's an accident? How could that accidentally happen? Yeah, I don't think it was an accident. Wait, and two packs of tarot cards? Well, that was what Jesse's whole video was about. I thought that was a joke. Me too, but I guess that's not. real. It's and real. I, and, it's I, real. I, and I it's just real. found out at the same time as you, but I played it more cool. Oh, and I'm on <laughs> a podcast where I have to talk about it. I'm, yes. I'm fucking finding you look out like an in idiot. The chat. You look like an idiot. You're finding out. In Jesus the chat. Christ! Why are you up here and Julia's in the audience? Doesn't make sense. Can I we know. explain? Can we explain what it is? <laughs> yes. Can we explain what it is? Yes, it is nine dollar underwear. <laughs> Um, nine dollars uh-huh. per pair and it's like mesh it's like f- sort of fun rainbow comes in rainbow colors and they're like sort of sexy the and one like i've seen is the bright red one bright red you can get in bright red you can get in a green like they're very neon um and it's supposed to be fun to wear sexy and they were fun to wear but cheap and they have done this campaign where they have gotten like uh, influencers that are like what, what would you even call the level of influencer My, of like micro, micro influencers. influencers yeah to um to wear the parade underwear and and that's manifested in the Brooklyn comedy scene is like uh I guess mostly hot Wait, are you about to say names no no oh, okay oh, do you <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just like I'm already nervous about oh, even talking gosh, about this gosh. Gosh. I was gonna, just gonna say that like a lot of hot girls that are Brooklyn oh, alt comedians enough, have gotten tapped by parade to get for the free underwear and all they have to do is post about it like they don't have to do anything they don't get paid to do it as, as far as I understand but they just have to put some picture or something of them at the underwear online and so it's just sort of made a clear demarcation between like the people who got picked to be the parade underwear influencers and people who did not get picked to be it well but also i know that you can you can request you can request it and you can also an apply to be one and then no one would know if you were someone that applied or someone and got asked it, and oh, and, if, <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't get them also i don't think it's a reflection on your hotness in the sort of traditional conventional no, sense no. because their whole deal is like many th- kinds of bodies that's true that's true so I, yeah. it wouldn't mean that you were not maybe it would mean that you weren't cool and not and had no clout that it was what it would reflect on me. That's true. Uh, what do they say? Micro influencers, dumb as hell. Yeah. Who are you? I've never seen this person uh, who's saying this. I'm Duat is Eli. Hey Eli, thanks uh, for listening. Is, is this your first time is listening? That my, live? Is that one of my friends? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. No. I guess it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with being hot, but it's just sort of like. I guess I don't. I don't know what point I'm making with that. Then certain people got chosen, other people didn't. No, it's true. So, yeah. I mean, so it reflects on some on some kind of social way of presenting uh, yourself as someone who is a more viable spokesperson sure. for and, a product, and, and a and more Car- celebrity style Instagram. And Caroline presence. is saying, I'm only seeing hot girls, though. So, <laughs> so you know, but 
I don't know what I was going to say. But Hoppa, you know who stands. I was going right? to yeah, I mean, say, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, say your nervousness is like getting up to I'll me. I'll say the and thing I'm you weird. guys are too <laughs> lame to say, which is that it pisses you off. It doesn't piss and me off. It pisses no, you no, off no, and makes no, you annoyed. No, no, no. It pisses no, you no, off. No, that I didn't get picked. No. <laughs> no. No, no. That's what sucks is that you're really trapped. If, you, if you're someone that complains about this and you didn't get picked, how can you say it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I think I have 100 followers on Twitter, so I didn't think I was in the running for it. Um, yeah. But I think you have 100 quality follows. Yes. Because you, know, you can have tens of thousands, but that's not quality follows. Exactly. Bots. But, but Sarah, Parade doesn't track stuff like that. What? They don't track quality. Quality falls. No, it's all know. quantitative yeah. data for it's them. Yeah. Yeah. In my application, I explained <laughs> that qualitatively, <laughs> I actually have a different kind of influence. So, uh, uh, no pressure. It yet. would be funny if I ended my. Well, can you monitor the chat? Social media hiatus by posting parade sponsored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a kind of op- opinion that we could but, safely but, say? But also, <laughs> yes, by all means, someone's everyone opinion. Everyone tweets about it. It becomes one of those things where Bardia would make a, a video lampooning the people who make content about it. Because it's like, not only is it are people getting it and then tweeting about it, but then there's also people tweeting jokes about getting it or jokes about not getting it. Mm. Did you name and Bardia specifically because he did one or because he would be the kind of person who would? Did he do one? I don't know. I don't know. You no. said no. his name. Bardia, you know how Bardia he, makes those jokes where he's like. He like, has a sort of eye on culture where he like <laughs> kind of lampoons. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you're, cuts, right. yeah. you're really yeah. getting to the center of it, Sarah. Wow. Yeah. He sees things a little differently. Sarah, yeah. Your mind is like a pick. Yeah. That just like goes right to the center of the thing. Yeah. Cracks it open. Yeah. No, he makes these videos. Jeez, damn! You gotta everything you bring up. You gotta explain <laughs> it. I hate this podcast. <laughs> um, he makes these videos where he's like makes fun of content creators. Where he's like, yeah, like the one about uh, the election. Where he was like, the I, I. It was supposed to be a blue wave. I didn't. It wasn't supposed to be a squeaker. And then you like you see him like walking to the camera and like changing it. Or he's like, oh, we have a new president now. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So, so he, he would make he that. He would a, be the kind of person. It, it's gotten. <laughs> the, this par- is the opinion the, we want to put a out. Parade, <laughs> the parade event has gotten to the point where it's lampoonable to even. To, to even be tweeting about it or making sure, fun of it, sure. don't you think? Sure, we've yeah. we've we've um we've gone through the whole discourse wheel. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just it's funny to me. I wonder if this is happening in other little microspheres because to me, the parade editor is like, for some reason, they just want alt Brooklyn comedians advertising this underwear. Totally, but like, right? is it happening in also all these other little cultural communities that I'm just not in? Like our um, visual artists also being targeted, singers like are all the N plus one hotties uh, doing. Yeah. Are all the endless one hotties doing it? Yeah. Or is it just become, you know, (laughs) this real dividing line? I was going to put the question to you, Will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Will, you're in that community. Will, you know, yeah. You're in that community. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's funny to me to then see like because because they have asked comedians to do it the comedians are posting the stuff but it's ironic but it's also not ironic because they are just advertising the underwear so it's like what are we in a society spectacle what are we doing um and i don't really have a big problem with it because mostly i think it's not a big deal uh and that it's just been sort of funny but it's definitely it kind of gives me an eerie feeling to think of like people I know becoming unpaid uh, 
sponsored content like for the advertising to like drip down to this level and like be so fully permeated through my life that um yeah people i go to open mics with are also advertising shit to me well uh, kind of I, weird i think it's it is kind of crazy that as a brand they've achieved a thing where you want and i think we're like gonna go past the moment where this is the case but where it is cool to advertise it right it's like in a normal uh, advertising relationship sponsorship deal you get paid to advertise something but in this case it's like cool enough to get the thing yes that you want to do it for free because it brings you yes kind you of get the clout out of it too so yes. it's like an advertiser's dream because now people want to advertise the underwear for them because it signifies that they were someone that got picked and even if it's all a big joke the joke forwards the ends of what parade wants well but so i think what's i joke? think i think that even the fact that we're talking about it at this sort of level of the wheel it means that it's soon not going to be that case anymore mm. what are our people saying there's a couple different things going on at once in the chat so uh, let's say first that we have someone with intel that says downtown theater hotties but kind of unknown people are also getting tapped for parade oh that's emma Wormia. Yeah. And, and then we also have julia pointing out that she was given a pair of underwear that she posted but then decided to delete for precisely the reasons that we're bringing up here she's in her words I was like, I'm still promoting the underwear, even though they're not retweeting. <laughs> I, I thought Julia's. I thought <laughs> so Julia's take. You. <laughs> I thought Julia's take on the picture on the underwear was, was the funny. most interesting yes. one, and I wish they yes. had stayed up because I wanted to show people. But Julia Felipe was telling me about it. Then later, we went to your page to look at it, and it was gone. I was really sad not, yeah. to, not to get to see it. Your first advertisement. And, and, and Julia wants to make clear that she got tapped as a downtown unknown theater person, uh, not as not as a comedy girl or woman. Well, you are kind of like I, I also heard that they were trying to like break into Twitter. So you are kind of you have kind of like a mini Twitter thing. Yeah. And uh, Alex says, it makes me feel sort of embarrassed for the people sincerely posting about it, maybe even more embarrassed for people ironically doing it. Yeah, I mean, this is why we were also sort of nervous about talking about it. I don't think anyone should feel bad because it's just like, what, they sent you fun underwear and you posted pictures. Yeah, see, so Sarah, now, now, yeah. now it's up to you to, to walk it back, Sarah. <laughs> now you got to back out of this out of mm -hmm. the swamp yeah. we've driven into. <laughs> yeah. Making, uh, hurting all of our friends' feelings. I don't know. I know. This is why I can't be a famous podcaster because I'm just going to like put caveats on things and be like, anything I say that could possibly hurt anyone's feelings, I take it back and I didn't mean it that way. Um, yeah, we should know. just be mean. Just be mean. Barred. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. In my regular job, I work routinely helping companies like Chevron and Monsanto and ExxonMobil and stuff like that. Um, so, you know. It's a lot worse. It's a lot so you're worse. Doing something way worse. Way worse. Way I worse see. than what what Julia did. Yeah, and I make uh, storyboards for some mm -hmm. cartoon shows. Yes. On Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. And that's really bad. Yeah. Some of the shows I don't like. And you disagree <laughs> with the, some of the jokes as being not that funny. Yes. I think some of the jokes are contrived and are trying to be culturally relevant in a way that I think misses the mark. Mm. And I am unemployed and I just live off the government's money that I didn't earn and that some of that Sam earned and then yes. his taxes pay now for me too. Yeah. Which makes yeah. me, which makes <laughs> me furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're all doing something really bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we have no choice because that's what society's left us here. Yeah. I think, um, which brings me to my therapist this week. You Wait, say, no, but yeah. I was just, I was just thinking about, thank you, sir. I'm really happy that you got, you got the motor today. <laughs> I was just thinking about when I was a kid, <clears throat> anytime that, um, a Barbie commercial would come on, mm. I would do blow a raspberry through the whole length of it. <laughs> and the reason why Cute. was that I was a little boy and I thought that Barbie's were gay and so I couldn't even look at the ad. It <laughs> felt like I was being forced to um, like a little girl thing. Obviously, I grew out of that. But now, you some grew to uh, realize that Barbies are hot. Yeah, Barbies yeah. are really hot. Now you hot. turn up yeah. the television it's very volume. <laughs> <laughs> turn it all the way up. But um, I think I've carried a little bit of that now. Where <clears throat> when. When I see an ad for something and the placement of the ad annoys me or interrupts a thing or like I'm watching TV online and there's too many ads, there's like five ads in a row, I'll think the way I'm going to get back at them is by not buying this product specifically. Mm. That's sort of mm. my rebellion against the ad, which is just to say that I think, you know, the Barbie thing turned into a kind of uh, anti-consumerist mm -hmm. and anti-consumerist. Or when I see ads on uh, Instagram, now Instagram has changed the notifications tab. When you click it, it's a shopping tab. I'm so That's mad. That's sick. I hate That's that really shit. sick. And anytime I get an ad from Instagram, I think I'm specifically not going to buy this. Because mm. I'm pissed. Because I don't want to see this shit. And mm. so I think that it makes me think about how I would react if I was asked to sponsor something. I mm. think I'd, maybe I'd do it if it was nice underwear. What if it was honey-covered granola Ooh. almonds? Ooh. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Yeah, maybe. If you already like it, you already uh, like it. And I'll, and I'll press down on on the on the thumb of your little seat. I'm pressing mm. that a little more. Yeah. Uh, and next to it is a pot of 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 hot, awful tasting coffee <laughs> <laughs> that you reheated from this morning. I drink it cold. Yeah. I drink it cold right out of the coffee yeah. maker because yeah. it was leftover. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like silt. There's like coffee bean silt in it. <laughs> Wow. So the the stock of the broccoli raw. <laughs> and it's next to some peanut butter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> peanut butter and broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. I'll say something um, earnest back on. Please. Uh, I follow all these mom influencers on Instagram, all who have between like 500,000 and 2 million followers. And... Um, I all they're all different. I have one that's like a cool like fashion mom, another one that's like a crazy like my kids can wear whatever they want, dye their hair any color mom, like a, a range of moms. And um none of them whole spectrum of moms. Whole spectrum. <laughs> any mom you could aspire to be. And one's a beach mom, so she surfs cool. and her she got her little baby. You know, if you throw the baby in the pool before it turns six months, it could just swim. She throws it into the <laughs> chop. <laughs> she throws it into like five AM like big sur waves. Yes. <laughs> and that baby swims and she posts videos of it swimming all the time it's incredible to see a baby Sweet. swimming fully swimming that. um so all these different moms and not a single one of them posted about who they were voting for all they would post yeah. all election season was just go vote go vote and you would think that like a micro level social media influencer who has their own homegrown following maybe you might think would be able to post their political opinion because they're not owned by a corporation they don't need to appeal to like a mass audience but none of them did even though some of them like you would guess they're liberal they guess they're conservative um and it's just because they are so fully dependent on corporate sponsorship right. uh, for all of their income that like even this sort of it's just an illusion the idea that we're like free on social media to be whoever we want have whatever audience we want make whatever we want um 
Like once any kind of sponsorship deals come into it, it just changes completely, I guess. Well, so. and then go vote isn't really isn't really like um, a, a directive, like a sort of civic civic duty, but rather like a way to signal that you're like I'm part of, like I'm not I'm not checking out of this conversation. Yes, we are not yes. really taking because to be apolitical would be unappealing right, to everyone. So yeah, I read this whole thing. I, I won't go into it too much because I don't know, but people should look into it about like uh, QAnon and how like like moms uh mommy influencers are getting into QAnon mm, and so they make mm. these like pastel covered infographics but they're kind of about like child trafficking and how it's like this and it's all sort of like QAnon tropes but it's like a whole new cohort of people doing it mm. that's interesting but other podcasts have done it better but it seems related to what you're saying Sarah is your fascination with following mom accounts about looking for models for aging well, it's what's funny is that they're all like 26 because like people Whoa. don't want to see old moms. They want to see young, hot moms. It's like moms who started their mom stuff at like 21. So they're my age. I'm 25. Um, and I'm just interested in seeing other women who I'm like, I don't have any friends in my life where they their lives look like this. And so see the young mom, I'm just interested in what they spend their time doing and what they talk about and their followings. And well, it's good to see that you can be a mom and still be on social media all the time and be famous. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, true. Sort of thing, yeah. it's true. It's yeah. true. And they they look really good. Yeah. Uh, something else I don't like about it is um, like their their corporate deals is that they had to decorate their houses for Halloween and then the day after Halloween they had to decorate for Christmas because they have to do ad campaigns. So all of Fuck. them are fully Christmased out right now and I'm like, it's a little oh, soon no. for me. Dude, it's a little yeah, soon. Thanksgiving hasn't even come yet. Thanksgiving hasn't come yet. That's yeah. interesting. It's like um, it's like turning turning because traditionally sort of the the domestic the the woman's domestic sphere was like a private sphere right it's like yeah. the men get to go out and work the women have to stay home like that was the sort of problem that you know whatever second wave feminism tackles but now the domestic fear sphere becomes the public sphere it yes. becomes the career yes. becomes the entry point into fame that is interesting. And a lot of the husbands don't have their own jobs. They just support the social media career of their wife. So it's really their wife. Yeah, they stuff. take the pictures. Yeah, my, my wife, their wife. <laughs> um, they take the pictures. They do the swim lessons. They have to be part of the domestic scene because people like to see that. And so they can't go to work. They, oh, everybody yeah. loves a stay-at-home dad. Yes. Everybody loves a bearded and he's like, in uh, the little coffee, gotta yeah. take care of the kids. And the kids yeah. holding his hand, but they're just holding his one his one finger because yeah. it's so big in there, and little hand so small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. It's very sweet, yeah. very sweet. And he's big so. and strong. The dad, <laughs> ca a body capable of violence, but it doesn't do. Violence. It doesn't do. It stays back unless yes. it's unless you poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to poke the bear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, slouchy beanie, a slouchy <laughs> beanie dad. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see that stock photography where now the stock photography is kind of slick and he's in a tool shop, but the tools all are both like rusted, but in a kind of um, pure one imports kind of way. Like everything is wood and kind of rusted, but in a way where you're like, mm, this is nice. Yeah, mm. I do know that. Dad, that is nice. Yeah. I wish I had a dad like that. I wish I had a dad. Oh, yeah, your dad's dead. <laughs> Sorry to bring you that up. Yeah. yeah. Mommy influencers. I wonder yeah. what thing I have to do that I don't want to do as I get older that I could just turn into an influencer thing. Video games. I want to play video games. <laughs> oh, that you don't want to do. I'm talking about turning a negative mm. into a positive. Like, um, you know, 
could be a divorce influencer. I'm certain I'm going to get a divorce when I'm older. Damn, fuck. Why? I just, I'm like, why are you going to get married? There's no way this personality that I have is going to be, it's going to sustain a marriage. I, yeah. just, I just see it. I see it in the distance. Bro, you think you'll it, still be friends? It'll be awesome, though, because you'll come crash on my house. Oh, my that'll rule. Yeah. Oh, and bring man. all your negative energy to my wife <laughs> and my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only do I get a divorce, but I stop working too. Yeah. And I need wow. a place to crash. Wow. <laughs> I have to explain and I start my, bringing like 25 year olds to Look, Felipe, you can't be bringing. 19 year old Pratt students <laughs> back here. Okay. Uh, that's my nightmare. That's family. my nightmare. Imagine having to take Felipe seriously. He shows up for a dinner party. It's like your 40th birthday, and Felipe has a 22 year old girlfriend, and we have to just like. like you're, you're like, everyone's asleep, and you hear me coming, and I'm sleeping in the couch. I'm like, shh, babe, go, we're sleeping on the couch. That's my buddy's couch. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh. That's going to suck. And then I go and then we both have to go drive to work where you're like the showrunner for some show that I like. I'm like a production assistant. I'm not even giving my good job. So I'm still making a ton of money, but I'm still crashing at your place. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> I I get custody of my kid on the weekends. I'm like, come on, sport, come to dad's house, but it's your place. <laughs> I'm like, uh, take anything from the fridge, from the top, the top shelf. That's where all my stuff is. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot to go shopping. Sam, can my kid uh, eat some of your li- the lamb vindaloo that you made? I'm so sorry, dude. <sighs> Can my kid rock it? <laughs> rock it once they eat some of the lamb vindaloo, Sam. <laughs> rock it. Can rock it. Can rock it play the PS5, Sam? After I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Sam, I know it's my turn now, but then when I'm done, can rock it play it? Uh, Wait, I'm getting really hot, you guys, vamp. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to call Sarah over to distract you, you know. Yeah. Kind of open you up and soften you a little bit. Damn. But she would, well. I don't know what's going to happen to me, so don't say. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, we look out the window and the water levels are super high. Yeah. yeah. Did you know they're thinking of building a wall around New York City to keep the sea out? Who's they and are they going to? Or is that a thought? Someone said that to me. I can't even remember who. Someone told it to me like two days ago that the plan is to build a big wall, a seawall to keep the wall. Yeah. So we'll be walled in. That doesn't surprise and me. And you know what they say about cities that are walled in? They're, they're really great places to live and people in them yeah. are really happy. Yes. And yeah. And there's yes. a sign of a really good good thing going good society, on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, finally, yeah. the on the Jewish Sabbath, they wouldn't have to do that thing where they put up the string, you know, because they'd be inside of a Jericho. Jericho moves. inside of a walled city. You got to walk around the city three times to make the wall fall. You know, Jericho. And so all the, all <laughs> the Orthodox people walk around yeah, the city? Like I don't thing, know about the string. There's like a thing in in some form, I think it's some form of the Jew, of the Old Testament where like you have to spend Sabbath inside of a walled city. And uh, and what ha- people who are, the way people get around this, if you sort of subscribed, I guess, to this version is you put a string around like your neighborhood or around your house the or a string set of is houses, like a wall. and the string kind of represents the wall. And, you know, Deo 
date. We got an I can explain. Lesty said they can explain. So once the big block of text appears, we'll read it. That's That's not not it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Get the fuck off. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, I can explain. explain. I can explain why the climate change would make it so you have to. This is my wonderful roommate, Sydney. You can't carry things on Shabbat. Ah, okay. Unless you're in a walled city. Unless you're in a. What if you're in a walled city? So the string is a loophole. How is it a loophole? Uh, what the how? fuck what? are you saying? <laughs> 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 okay. And we'll check back in. Um, because you slide it on the strong. Anything any? you need to carry. It's so light and doesn't count as a thing. <laughs> this is not adding this up to me. This is not adding up, no. So the, I can't believe that... It, it, do you think Sydney's doing this as a bit? Or Certainly not. Sydney knows right. all about this stuff, so she's just explaining it. Can we look it up? Oh, no. The second person was lying. Who are you, Puzzle Mustard? Wait, <laughs> hold on. Um, honestly... The, I honestly... You don't care. Don't care, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to write. String Shabbat. Uh, Shabbat string. But think about it this way, Sarah, with the walled city that like. And a fishing line encircles Manhattan, protecting sanctity of Sabbath. A clear fishing wire is tied around the island of Manhattan. Uh, this is an NPR story. The concept of Eruv was first established 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Never done this before. To allow Jews to more realistically follow the laws of Sabbath rest, particularly one, no carrying on the Sabbath. Oh. According to the laws of Sabbath rest, nothing can be carried from the domestic zone into the public zone on Saturday. That means no carrying house keys or wallet. Blah, blah, blah. The Eruv symbolically extends the domestic zone into the public zone, permitting activities that would normally be forbidden. But when you read it like that, I, I don't understand. I can't hear what you're so saying. So it's like, sort of a complicated thing. So it's thing. like, I can't do shit outside of my house, so I'm going to put a string and pretend that the string is also my house. Ah. What is that sound? Is inside the... W- well, speaking of all this, I think, Sydney, you're the person that told me that they're going to wall New York in, in the first place. Right? <laughs> did you mean the string or, <laughs> a, real or wall. a real wall? Um, and is it about carrying? <laughs> how much time do we have left? Uh, we got another 20 minutes. Okay, 20 cool. 20. Well, I got to get my update on my therapy thing. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, what's what's going on? about the Iraq war. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Iraq war. Okay, let's hope the therapy thing takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Felipe. Uh, there are sometimes things that I want to talk about on the podcast, okay? Yeah, yes. Maybe you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. And you, okay. can, you, can, you can drudgingly just... go through <laughs> them, okay? But you're going to participate. Then let's hope the therapy thing takes a short time. <laughs> Well, folks, you might remember that last week I was talking about seeing my therapist and that it was going to be a man and everybody in the chat was like, that's not going to work. Um, and I, I I was excited because the description of what he was like was treating the human brain like a machine and fixing it through science, which is not the opposite of how I treat the human brain. So I just thought it could be interesting and I didn't like him. Um, and I feel really bad you're, because of the service I used. You're allowed to just like swipe left and get a new person. I felt really guilty. I feel like I was ghosting him because I didn't send a message being like hey here's what i didn't like about that I don't do you like think i approach yeah. yeah do you think i should have said something to him i mean i'm sure this happens to him all the time i'm sure i'm sure he doesn't have a single client <laughs> not if he thinks of the human mind as a machine yeah, and, he, and he brought up the holocaust he brought up the crusades he uh, brought those up yes he brought those up he was contextualizing my mental health crisis in the oh, what a the boy full, yes what the full landscape boy. of world history yeah he was saying that sarah being depressed was <laughs> tantamount to her being a nazi 
Yeah. He was saying he was he took a long time to explain to me that um moralizations for our behavior are just constructs and that they're not biologically based and they're not real. Um just like super entry level, like first year of college type realizations. Yeah. And it was just like, Real dorm room. yeah, I, I really couldn't handle it. It, it, it like made me laugh um, kind of. And I was like, man, I really just can't take this seriously. And I don't know. How can <laughs> I pay laughed. to have someone you explain stuff like that? Face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sort of laughing, smiling. I cried a little bit because I was talking about things that were making me upset, but I was also mm. laughing because he was giving me feedback that I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he kept saying to me, <laughs> I got upset. And he just kept saying as a comforting thing, this is highly treatable. Oh, this is highly treatable. <laughs> I, honestly, this is the second time I've heard about this guy, and both times I've been like, there's no way that guy's a therapist. Like, That's insane. It's crazy. That's highly it treatable. This is highly treatable. This is highly treatable. Yeah. Um, to cr- someone, I was crying, and that's what he said, which is just funny. He's like, don't cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like the Holocaust. <laughs> this, this feels as bad yeah. as Holocaust. <laughs> that was crazy. No, he was using the Holocaust as an example to like how people can come up with justifications for acting really crazy ways so like then but that's just a justification they made up it doesn't make the thing okay or so something why did you, because like, you said i'm anxious <laughs> and i feel like it's bad what was what was even connecting it what to? was he connecting it to uh what are you connecting this to you that's probably what you said <laughs> you know honestly it's embarrassing to even say i was talking about how i took high school incredibly seriously i was stressed out the entire time uh i really i wanted to have a 4.0 and perfect sat score and this whole thing and she, you got a perfect sat score and i, I found that recently yeah insane and um that all really mattered to me and then i got into college and i felt completely empty you know i i, I didn't get into harvard which is where i wanted to go i got waitlisted and uh that sucked but it all still worked out anyway but i felt horrible it all meant nothing to me and i was like oh all these years i spent so stressed out were just like meaningless and so then i went to college and i didn't take college seriously at all and i partied the whole time and we just went the total opposite way and th- so this is what happened and so he he wanted to explain that to me using the holocaust as a metaphor which i was like what even about that needs to be explained i mean that to me seems so like yeah, self so where's the connection <laughs> between those two things he just horrible yeah it was it was horrible it was horrible and and i texted some people i was gonna give him a second try because i was like oh one time like who knows but i don't want to talk to this person anymore so i got a new therapist her name is Jean, and we have a session tomorrow so i hope she's good i hope she's good me too yeah i hope me she's too, good Sarah. <laughs> Yeah. Are, and are you going to bring up that whole thing about high school again? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. He told me, maybe this is normal for the way intake works with therapy, but he was like, let's just go through your whole life and tell me everything important that happened zero to seven and then seven to 14 and like 14 to 21 uh, in these ranges. And I was just like, so strange. I can't think of what, what, what do you mean? What was important that happened? I remember, like, I remember when I was looking for a therapist, I met up with this woman and she would, she said to me, I'll, I'll give an example, but then it, it like she kept doing it in other ways where she was like, have you ever experienced trauma? And I was like, oh, well, you know, these events from my life were like pretty like hard and shitty, but I don't know. And she was like, trauma is when you have a, an experience where you think you're going to die. And she said a few other things like that where I was where I could I really got the sense. I was like, oh, you're reading things off the DSM to me. You're mm. like you're like trying to put me in the DSM because she kept saying mm. really she'd be like, Have you ever experienced this? Uh which and it would be it would be characterized by this, 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 and she would say all these symptoms. And then mm. and then that felt really alienating. I was like, 
I don't know. It's like, why wouldn't you want to just talk to me like just a regular me, person? Just talk to me. Like, that is not a direct facsimile of what life is like, the DSM. Like, totally life is no. a qualitative experience that you could sort of map the DSM onto it. But, like, why would you seek to describe my life using right, that? Right. It's, like, yeah. it's like, it's your job to interpret. Like, it's not my job to give you all the DSM um, uh, symptoms I have and, yes. like, decode the DSM yes. and then tell you if I've had an experience. Is your job to hear me and then be like, this is what I think <laughs> happened. like, have you ever experienced? experienced trauma you're like no no she's like have you ever drawn a little guy with like big bulging muscles and it, his <laughs> eyes kind of pop out of his head like like they're like look like little penises and then imagine the whole world around that person <laughs> so, yes. You're like, yes um uh, yes yeah have you ever made a 3d guy <laughs> spent the weekend making a 3d guy so yeah i have been making a 3d guy <laughs> is that in the dsm <laughs> Uh, That's funny. <laughs> well, I, I hope that this new therapist is good, Sarah. I, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm afraid part of the reason I need to go to therapy is because of sort of obsessive behavior that I will become obsessed with finding a therapist, finding a perfect therapist and continually like switching and switching and like never finding you know, like if that becomes you'll, a tentacle you'll apply, of my, you'll, you'll apply your hypochondria to the therapist. Yes, to the therapist, and yeah, and just use that to play out my anxiety. Yeah, so I'm hoping to I'll latch onto this woman in it. Well, yeah. I think I hope she's good though. I don't think you should stop looking for a good one just because you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like find someone you like. Yes, and and feel like and if you don't find anyone you like, just feel like feel free to bring up the stuff you would bring in therapy up on the podcast and, yeah. and talk with you guys yeah. and yeah, well, or, tw- or tweet about it or make really like, um, really personal Instagram stories where you yeah. say all the stuff you're going through mm. Mm. In, a I, kind of, uh, in a kind of pathetic way <laughs> <laughs> where you're fishing for people. I can imagine that being really productive <laughs> and really making me feel good <laughs> that I did that and all the DMS and yeah. stuff would really make me feel good. Yeah. Can I, yeah. can I ask you something just based on a little tidbit of the thing? you shared about your life if it's not embarrassing yeah okay well you, you can decide after i ask <laughs> um do you think because you worked so hard in high school and then you partied so hard in college do you think you're like you've reached like a synthesis post-college where you're like you can like work hard and play hard too? i don't know it's wild i didn't never imagine that there could be a long period in the middle of my 20s where i just don't work at all <laughs> and it turns out you don't have to have a job um so i'm in an interesting experimental phase i think i've reached kind of a synthesis i think i'm still a little like anti-work like anything that makes me overly stressed out to think about i don't let myself stay up till 3 a.m working on anything like it just is like no that doesn't lead anywhere kind of attitude but yeah i'm not really sure if I've like found something in the middle or not, it kind of goes in and out. Mm. We got ten minutes. Um, yes, you're right. If so we want to talk about thing. the Iraq War, we got to do it now. <laughs> well, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask one more question about this thing. Sure. Um, do you still feel like you can you can party? Like, did you think you cracked partying? Like, you figured it out and know how to do it? Um. Yeah, I don't know. What's funny is that the like drive to get really drunk is just like gone from inside of me, which I think probably a lot of people feel as they get older. Where like I sometimes even I set out for a night being like, I'm gonna get drunk tonight. I'm gonna have like six beers, and I have like two, and I'm like, eh, okay, I'm gonna yeah. go home. Yeah, which is a weird feeling. It makes me kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel a, like a desire to be partying anymore, which feels good because I feel like uh, when you have a desire to party, you also have just all this anxiety about like going hard enough, getting the perfect night. And it's hard to go to a rave and like take Molly and like really hit 
that and have like this best time. Yeah. So it stresses you out and you feel FOMO and all this shit that it's better to just be like, oh, I actually just don't want to do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's as hard as getting a perfect score in the Yes, SATs. it can yeah. be as hard as getting a perfect score. <laughs> well, it sounds, like, it sounds like you poured all the energy that you were putting into getting into Harvard into uh getting as fucked up as possible <laughs> and having as much fun as you could yeah, yeah which you, is complicated sometimes it's just questions you don't expect on the test i wish that my personality had changed once i got into like i think i i was extremely neurotic and worked a lot in high school and i was the same in college and i'm waiting for the day <laughs> where i loosen up and it's not coming wow that's good stay focused yeah i'm yeah. only getting more of suffering more <laughs> <laughs> we can buy you some hawaiian shirts and stuff oh, that and could like be nice make you like sweet mixed drinks and stuff pina coladas and stuff that'd be fun I wonder what a relax Felipe. I can't even like. imagine. No, you've yeah. seen me relax. Come no. on. Yeah. You've seen me relax. It's come funny. On. Even like when you... <laughs> <laughs> you've seen Come on. When the other day when you were like, oh, we should go on a bike ride together. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And you were like, oh, but I'm like kind of working all the time. So I don't know if I'll really be free. And it's like, you're just working on your own per personal projects that have no deadlines or like yes. need to be finished. I mean... They need to be finished. <laughs> but they don't have deadlines. But I did. I'm the 3D guy. I did end up going on a bike ride with you and I kind of want to do it again. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Really nice. We had a really nice time. Yeah. Yeah, was I was with Felipe when he got some really good news, but we can't say what it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll see them someday. Yeah. When the thing comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can announce it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The good news is that I'm the voice of Woody now. <laughs> <laughs> They're making me the voice of Woody. <laughs> You're kind of like him. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm I'm the toy that Andy likes. <laughs> I never liked that baby. That that Gus turns into a spider. That always really freaked oh, me. It's oh, very scary. Oh, She's bad. So scary. So scary. Yeah. yeah, missing eyes. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh, what's that thing they say? It his head turns and he goes, "You're not very nice to toy." Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. 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 What is yes. it? What is the line? Wait, I'm gonna look it up. Is, like that. is that in 3D? I uh, yeah. Toy Story. Toy Story. Is in 3D. Head turn. Yeah, it's in 3D. You know how like uh, okay here it is. Sid learns a lesson. I love this scene. This is a really good scene. I can't. I'm extremely wow, influential with Felipe's in years. Um, yeah, artistic. It, uh, yes, a hundred percent. I watched this movie a million times. <laughs> That's right. Your toy. It's never established that Woody has a mechanism for turning his head. Yes, it's never established. And that's what's so incredible. It kind of blurs out the lines. And because you think Pixar, they really follow the like rules, that. but sometimes yeah. they do. You got to know the rules to you break the rules. You got to know the rules to break the rules. Yeah. It's funny that you played that clip because it reminds me of the Iraq War. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we got a, we got a cool five minutes to kind of get through it. Kind of. Yeah, you take the wheel on this. Why did yeah. so tell us? Why did you want to talk about the Iraq well, War? Let me first explain the Iraq War. <laughs> no, I thought it would be cool uh, to because I was listening to this podcast about the Iraq War to ask you guys on the podcast, um, what do you remember as children? Like any events about the Iraq War? So it, you know, it's kind of a bait and switch fleet because you thought we were going to get into a discussion about foreign policy, but it's actually a discussion. About us. Oh. Okay. And about memories. Mm. 
I think I'm going to like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember anything about that? I clearly that remember stuff? being, it was, it had started soon after I moved to the U.S. And I have a really clear memory of the statue of Saddam Hussein being toppled. Watching that on Telemundo. Pulling on the rope. He, yep. Because <laughs> me and my family watched either Univision or Telemundo. Like we watched mm. all our news in Spanish when mm. we first moved here, weirdly. Um, yep. And I just remember him getting pulled down and thinking, I don't think I thought anything. Huh. I think I thought I want to play the GameCube. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. I don't remember that. I remember playing, watching videos of that being played as like, in, in retrospect yeah but i never i didn't mm. remember that moment i can't even remember switching in my mind between 9-11 war in afghanistan to iraq war like i can't remember it's very 1984 you know it's like oh no we've always been at war with iraq with, that's what it was always was with oceania yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> you, you, yeah, what eurasia. eurasia yeah um <laughs> truly i'm like trying to differentiate even what age i would have been when that happened and i'm like i don't have a memory there i remember writing a letter i was in very into christianity when i was like a, a younger kid Strange. and yeah really? writing a letter to god and cool. knowing that we were in this war and just being like god you made these people why are you making them do this like you have to stop this <laughs> anti yeah the, to the american uh no about uh the rockies and people in the middle east i was just like make them stop hating america god why did you do this these are your children <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you making them make us do this you're making them make us you yeah. have to go kill them yeah. and you shouldn't do that yeah, yeah. that's a pretty good and, point yeah and i wrote that letter and I, I think that contributed in some ways to things kind of working out over there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. The war effort. Yeah. <laughs> I also the big win we got. Yeah. <laughs> also like my dad, my dad took me to watch like uh, Michael Moore. Like he liked Michael Moore and stuff yeah, like that. Funny. So I think yeah. I was like a little like, I was like anti Iraq war, mm, but I yeah. didn't understand any of it. Yeah. I still kind of don't. Even though I heard the same podcast as you. You listened to the whole podcast. Can you remember everything in the podcast? I mean, not a, I, I can, I did, talk about a thing it's the blowback it's blowback pod yeah. which mm -hmm. a bunch of our friends have listened to but it's really good as i listened to it i didn't think oh i remember this but you know it's like i remember um connelly's a racist face and like not like in the iraq war mm. Mm. george bush thinking oh th this man is not smart Nu nuclear nuclear yes, yeah that nuclear they and that animation him. Oh, also, I do remember this. I think the first was a siege on Baghdad. Like there were, it was like all a night vision and like explosions. I remember, I remember seeing that, that on too. TV. Yes, yeah. yes. I remember this. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice. Well, you can't fool me twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, what? That's George Bush. W yeah. was an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Stone yeah. cold. Do you think they're gonna look back at Trump and be like, oh, he was? That was kind of funny, actually, because like a way more powerful tactical autocrat, you know, will come to power, like someone with a real mind for um, military tactics and political control. You know, like uh, Donald Trump is just sort of a buffoonish person. Um, but if someone really evil who knew what they were doing was in power, we would look back at Donald Trump and be like, oh, he was kind of funny. He was I funny, wonder, like George Bush. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how we will see him in the future. Yeah. I, but I already think he's funny. Oh, of course. He's, yeah. So I, much and I understand he he's evil. Funny. Yes. Yes. Well, once the accounting is done, I wonder like how people will think about the damage he did. Yeah. Um, and whether and whether it was like the, the is proportionate to what he did or not. Or well, proportionate to how we felt about That's right. It. It's fool me once. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Damn, I remember my my house was filled with like bushism books and stuff That's like so that. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bushes. <laughs> funny. That's so funny. Yeah, so I can't remember it. I guess I'll listen to Blowback Podcast too then. Yeah, you should. I think it's fun. Is um, the Iraq War over? Uh I think there's some more it's like withdrawing we, you're always Well, they ended with saying we won. <laughs> Mm. No, no, no. Um, they, I don't know. <laughs> I want to do know, a joke. You know, I, don't know if, I mean, America has bases all around the world sort of permanently. I don't know what the deal is with Iraq. Yeah. It's like uh, in, uh, infinite war. You know, we never were, no exit. We never were, were meant to leave. Uh, what is this? I wanted to do a joke about how the podcast is about how we could have won the war. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was tr- trying to angle it there in my Gr- mind. If we'd done more guerrilla tactics. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Just, l- and just let a gorilla loose. <laughs> just let a gorilla loose in Baghdad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Thanks guys for listening. Peace on earth. End to all wars. War is over. Give peace a chance. Give peace a chance. Peace to all. Okay, everybody. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Uh, and be peaceful in your personal life with your personal responsibility. And that will have a butterfly effect and get bigger. And there'll be peace all around the world. If everyone's just peaceful and nice to each other. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I think. That's what I think. Raisin Man Arena.